Hey everyone, before we get started, we have the unfortunate news to share that our sporting clays industry has suffered a great loss this week with the passing of Lois Neely. Lois was instrumental in registration of several thousands of shoots over the years, including the national championship, which she worked at from 1990 until 2023. She was often at larger shoots behind the registration desk and was always a friendly and knowledgeable and helpful person to all of us at sign up. Lois was inducted into the NSCA Hall of Fame in 2020 under the Hal DuPont Service Award, and her contributions to the sport go well beyond that. Losing her is a huge loss to our community, and our thoughts and prayers are with her and her family. Lois just celebrated her 60th birthday. Godspeed, Lois. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh! Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Batteries Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your hosts, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. What's up, Mr. Large in the Charge? We are back in here doing the work of doing the clay do. shooters everywhere, right? Do, doing the clay target do. That's right. How you been, man? <laughs> oh, dealing with a massive sinus infection. That's probably why I sound a little funny tonight. Yeah, you are a little bit nasally there. Yeah. I see the bag of cough drops over there on the table. Yeah. That, that's never a good sign. You can only eat so many halls before your stomach starts to feel like a prune. Yep, yep. So. Summer colds and, and summer bug, oh, bugs are no no fun. I hate it. Can't wait to get down to my house in Florida. Yep. So. Yeah, congratulations, man. I, Thank you. Everything went through on that. You guys will be moving down there soon. So. Yeah, and, you know, I still got so much, so many loose ends to wrap up up here. I mean, you know, obviously going to get the family moved down there pretty quick, um, yep. but I'll be back and forth so much. Yeah, you got to get know. the munching in school down there, right? Yeah, I mean, I think she starts school in the middle of August. Yep. So Not a lot of time, but now, you'll, you'll be a busy guy. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be back and forth for a couple of years, which... I don't know if that's good or bad or not. I hate traveling anymore, but yeah, I know. Uh, the older I get, the less it's it's not fun anymore, you know. Well, but I think it'll be but, a good move for you guys. I mean, that's I mean, come on. I'd love to be down in Florida in the bad winter months. So, oh, I, trust me, I'm going to be sending you all kind of pictures in December. Oh, I have no doubt. I have when no you're doubt. You're deep in snow of me sitting in the palm trees and having a little foo foo drink with an umbrella. Yeah, dealing it, with so. dealing with frozen uh, pipes right. and frostbite right. and scraping ice off the windshields. You'll be down there. Oh, look at the sand. But anyway, hey, listen, we're we're talking gun insurance tonight, and this is something we haven't covered uh, on this podcast, but I think it's been well needed yeah definitely a um, big big thing because let's face it if you've got a nice gun it doesn't matter if it's 1500 or fifteen thousand dollars. if it comes up missing or stolen you're in a bad way yeah it's one of those things that uh you don't think about until you need it yep and that's gun insurance you know yep. and uh or firearm insurance but yeah i mean it's i remember the the first time i got uh insurance through siai who we're gonna have on the show here in a minute um, I was like, wow, that policy seems like it's not that expensive. So I called my insurance agent and they're like, yeah, we, we won't even insure them. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, we, we only cover up to so much for through your homeowner's policy if there's firearms stolen. But right. 
you know, he, he called it a, uh, see, he didn't even know what he was talking about. He said like an antique or whatever he said, firearm, mm. high value or whatever. And he's like, we won't even cover that. And I'm like, yeah, don't think I want to talk to you anymore. Well, and, there, and there's, so, let's face it, there's lots of bad stuff that can happen when you're traveling. Look at what happens at the Nationals every year. I know. Lots of guns you know? are stolen, broken out of uh, car windows and, and taken out there. I mean, people steal entire trucks. Yes. Look at Mark Baldazar. Yes. You know what I mean? So... Bad things happen. If you value your gun, you better put some insurance on it. That's absolutely true. Um, in the short-term interim, we do not have any tourney talks tonight. Um, and I'm sure there'll be some coming. It seems like every time I flip open the email, there's new new tournaments coming out. Um, what about you, Sean? What are we planning to shoot here? Well, locally here, uh, the Ohio State shoot's coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, so that's a big one for me. And then I'm traveling to the North, North Central. Central Regional with yep. you. Yep. Um and then moving into the fall, gosh, we got so much stuff. Nationals, nationals, uh, night shoot, pilgrims, Cobalt. night shoot, our dead pair tournament down dead at Barrel Beach, yep. and then swing around to next year back at back at Jack Cribbing, Links, Caribbean Cup, and Caribbean Cup. That's right, Jack Links. Yeah, a lot so. of shooting and uh, and a lot of local tournaments too. So <coughs> trying to trying to keep the gun moving as much as possible, keep up on my. Uh, on my shooting and uh, things have been going well, so everything's been working out real good with the new gun. And well, you know, I, I just made the comment. I'm, I'm, I hate traveling, but when it comes to going to a shoot, I am giddy to get on that plane. Yep, it's yep. the it's the ride home. I don't want to go. I'm like a kid trying to drag me out of a theme park. You know? Yep, exactly. But listen, when you get on that plane, you better have already had some good insurance. Let's talk to the people that know what's going on behind the scenes with firearm insurance and the do's and don'ts. Yep, let's do it. Okay, joining us on the phone, we've got three people from SIAI, which is Sportsman's Insurance Agency Incorporated. We have Leslie Casanova. Leslie, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? We're doing wonderful. Jason's here with me. Hey, Leslie. Who else you hey. got sitting there with you? I know you uh, you wanted to make sure there was a couple prominent people in your office that were joining us. Absolutely. Uh, we've got Chuck Sanders with us. He uh, he heads up our liability side of our agency. So if you need a gun club or instructor or you were a gunsmith and you needed to have some coverage for your business, he would be the gentleman that you would call and he would assist you. And then Karen Sanders is with us. She, uh, she manages our Inland Marine uh, side of our agency. And the Inland Marine side is the uh, coverage that ensures your gun's uh, the gun floater, the gu- the firearm insurance. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I mean, long story short, so when me and Jason uh, went and started shooting registered targets, uh, it took about a year or two before we started traveling. And of course, what's very new if you've never done it before is a lot of times you fly with your gun on an airplane or some other means. You travel across the road or whatever. And obviously there's a risk of losing your gun, which is why we're talking to you guys, because you uh, you guys write the policies that protect people from loss or theft or damage, right? Correct. Gotcha. Well, let's. Well, hold on a minute, Sean. I think you're getting a cart in front of the horse here, Leslie. Let's back up here a little minute. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with the insurance industry. Okay. Um, well, when Hollis Boss uh, began this agency in 1991, uh, he did it because the NSSA had reached out to him to uh, find a market for their gun clubs because they could not get insurance. And so he put together this agency, uh, this program, the gun insurance, as well as the gun club liability insurance in 91. I joined the for- firm in ni- at the end of 1994. Uh, my uh, prior experience was in the legal field as a paralegal. 
And I reached out to him uh, to join the firm and started uh, my insurance career with him. Gotcha. What's it that? wasn't planned to do, but because of the customer that we have and the programs that we offer, I really enjoy what, what I do here. Has this got you out shooting? Are you a shooter yourself now? Actually, I grew up shooting pistols. And it wasn't until about seven years ago that I picked up my first shotgun and uh, took it out on the range and met up with a couple ladies that uh, started me on sporting clays. And when I hit that first target, I was uh, I was hooked. That's all it takes. <laughs> it kind of sells itself. It does. I uh, I shoot sporting clays and I shoot trap. I've I haven't had the opportunity to shoot skeet yet, so that's going to be something I'm going to do this this fall when I go out to uh, San Antonio with Karen Very to cool. attend national. That's awesome. Well, what about you, Chuck? I mean, are, are you a shooter? Tell us how you, first of all, let's back up. How did you get involved with all this insurance? <laughs> well, for me, it's kind of an unlikely story. Um, actually, prior to this uh, um, uh, position that I have here at Sportsman's Insurance, I had a career in radiology um, as a technician and then also in management. And uh, retired from that, and uh, I was approached um, uh, about my interest maybe in uh, um, working at Sportsman's Insurance since, um, uh, you know, Karen works here as well, and, um, you know, we are husband and wife. And so I thought, well, this sounds kind of interesting, you know, less stress and sit behind a desk and uh, uh, talk about firearms and, and gun club insurance. It seemed like it was interesting to me. And so I took to it and uh, very much enjoy it. I've been here for 13 years now. And um, I very much like talking with my customers. I enjoy the stories and uh, that, that we share sometimes. And um, so I very much like this uh, uh, working with my customers that way. Uh, as far as my shooting experience is concerned, um, it, it's, you know, um, limited to um, hunting, uh, although I haven't done that since we've moved down to Florida here in a while. But uh, I also like to shoot pistol, rifle, and um, I also like to shoot sporting clays. But I'm not a registered shooter, and I'm not competitive that way. I just enjoy um, the time spent uh, uh, shooting casually. Nothing wrong with that. Seriously. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that at all. Well, Karen, you're being kind of quiet back there. How about you? Give us a little bit of background on yourself, and are you also a shooter? Um, I do not shoot competitively. I um, go to the range for handguns. Uh, we, Our family moved from Michigan in 1999. Okay. And I decided that I needed to get a part-time job in 2000. So I came in and I talked to Leslie and she said, oh, we just need part-time just until we're caught up. And I thought, well, until we're caught up, I would be working full-time. And I thought, well, yeah, I, I could work full-time until they're caught up and then go back to the part-time. Well, she never got caught up <laughs> and since 2000. And um, I love it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's a good never, background on all of you guys then. Yeah. I never thought I would be in insurance, but um, here I am. And it, it's so specialized that it doesn't seem like insurance. Yeah. Well, definitely. And that's okay. So circling back to where I was getting to, 
you know, again, when Jason and I started shooting registered tournaments, we started traveling. And when you travel, you got to be really careful about your guns, especially when you're flying or going long distances. You're keeping your gun maybe in a hotel while you're out, or, you know, there's just all kinds of opportunities for things to go wrong. So, you know, in your opinion, obviously, I'm sure that you feel it's very important to have your gun insured. But can you tell us a little bit about the difference in, say, a homeowner insuring guns at their house, like that might be in a safe, versus the product that you offer, which is a gun that's traveling around the country and potentially going to go on planes or cars or trains or whatever? Okay. To um, to clarify the coverage that we offer, um, our policy, it, it is an annual policy. And one of the features is the coverage is worldwide. So whether that gun is sitting in a safe in your home or whether it's in the backseat of your car or it's on the plane or being shipped to your vendor to have an annual service done on it, there's coverage present. Okay. So it, 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 while there's a lot of exposure while you're traveling um, because of theft or, or maybe the airlines might damage your firearm, there's a lot of exposure involved with that. Um, we have had a number of claims where houses are broken into and guns are stolen. Uh, in fact, we had a claim about five years ago where the gun vault, the case, the gun case, the safe, what they somebody had gone and put a, a, a rope or a chain around it and just dragged the entire safe outside of the home to steal it. So, Wow. The coverage is present, whether you're in your home or in your car, wherever that, wherever your firearm is at, the coverage is present. So I can kind of speak to some of the claims that come across my desk because I'm the first contact for collecting information on gun insurance claims. And, you know, relating to travel, uh, we've paid claims uh, for those, for example, hunters that uh, travel on over to Africa for their big game hunt and they, uh, the, the firearm never arrives. Um, we've, uh, had, uh, customers uh, arrive back in Atlanta, for example, from their hunt over in Africa. And there was one uh, case in particular where somebody along the way opened up the gun case, uh, smashed the stock, uh, against a hard object, and then politely put all the pieces back together and closed up the case. Um, you know, uh, accidents happen at the gun rack, accidents happen for golf carts, flying off the uh, the firearm flying off the, the golf cart and um, uh, so uh, we've even uh, had uh, claims at gun clubs where you just sneak on into the gun club um, uh, to have maybe a little bite to eat and your firearm stuck to your golf cart when you get back your golf cart uh, is empty <laughs> so there's a variety of different ways that you can damage your firearm, you can uh, destroy your firearm, uh, or it can be stolen, and uh, all of that's covered under our policy. Gotcha. Now, is it typical that the people that are insuring their guns with you, are they typically doing like just a, one or two or a couple of guns, or do you actually, like, for instance, in my case, I have my guns at home insured under my homeowner's policy, but I have this special policy for my competition gun basically for the traveling purpose. And, and maybe maybe I'm doing it differently than other people are. But do you also ensure, like, so if somebody had a collection or, you know, several guns at home, are you able to extend that coverage for all their firearms or are you doing it just like one firearm at a time? Well, it's across the board. Most of our insureds, they, they, while they do insure their higher-end guns, they also will insure their, uh, their handguns, their, their rifles, um, and all of their... 
you know, accessories as well. Keep in mind that we, this is scheduled insurance. So what we tell people is if it's on the schedule, then it's covered. So got a shotgun and it's got upgraded wood or you've got an adjustable comb or engraving anything like that we we ask that you tell us what you want to have us insure so we i I think that this is probably the first time i've heard where somebody has their high-end gun insured with us but they still have their um handguns on their homeowner's policy because I would take a real close look at your homeowner's policy. Mm-hmm. Often they um, they they have a limit for for your coverage. And most times it's between twenty five hundred to five thousand. And that's for all of your guns. Gotcha. So take a look at your policy and, and make sure how they would adjust a claim if you had a loss. Gotcha. Um, so how do you know or how much is enough? When, I mean, when getting coverage for firearm, and what I mean by that is, so should the value be inflated because the cost to replace the firearm is forever increasing? You know, a perfect example of that is my Kohler Max Light. To replace it today versus when I bought it three years ago, there's probably a good three to four thousand dollars of difference. I mean, they've you know they've gone up in price to replace it. So how do you know how much coverage is enough, or is that something that you guys really work with people on when they're when they're signing up for their policy is, you know, Hey, let's take a look at, is this going to be enough coverage if something happens? Okay. The way our program works is if your gun is still being manufactured, we would insure it at the MSRP at the time that we insure your firearm. Now, one of the things that Karen does here is that every year when a policy is about to expire, she will review your entire schedule and any of those firearms that are still being manufactured, if the prices have been raised by the manufacturer and we've been notified of it, then we will raise the the, the price of the gun. Okay. Because if you have an entire gun, we would replace it with a brand new one, just like it, unless you wanted to go with a different type of firearm. Those guns that are um, not being manufactured anymore, Karen insures them at a market rate. So if okay. you had a, a handgun that was a Glock and and you only wanted to insure it for $5, then that's what we would insure that. If, if we if we knew that that clock was um, not being manufactured anymore, that's what how she comes up with a value on that. So Okay. So just so I understand, there's not a fair market value when replacing the firearm through the insurance company. It's a predetermined replacement value, right? Because, I mean, look, we've all dealt with this. Anybody that's been in a collision uh, in their vehicle knows exactly what I'm talking about. Well, fair market value for that vehicle with this many miles on it is this, and that's all you're getting, you know, and right. then you're left holding the bag and paying off the loan and, and trying to go buy another car. Um, so, but with this, you're saying that the value of the shotgun or firearm period is predetermined up front to cover the cost of replacement. That is that is true. And okay. that's why we stress very heavily that you let us know exactly what you have. Um, one of the biggest problems that Chuck and I face when we're dealing with firearm claims is that somebody will have a, a total loss or even just, a, a like, for instance, a broken stock. And um, they didn't tell us that they had, um, we, we assumed because they didn't tell us otherwise that they had a standard value of a stock. But in, in many cases, they have an upgraded stock and they had, didn't inform us, or maybe they had an adjustable 
um, comb on it or something like that. So right. we we cannot stress highly enough that this is scheduled insurance. So in order for it to be covered, we need to put it on your schedule. That's and, and we try to identify that as best, you know, as best we can based on what is presented to us on the applications. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, touching on that a little bit, like for instance, I included like the extra chokes that I use and I've got a Negrini case and, you know, yeah. so there's extras on top of just the, the cost of the gun and you can ensure that all within the same package, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, and we encourage that we can, we can ensure any accessory or any upgrade um, or any modification that you have to your firearm. The only thing that we, we don't ensure is ammo because that's an ever changing, you know, um, item. You use it up. (laughs) The only thing that we don't, we don't typically ensure is ammo, but we'll ensure your shooting glasses. We'll ensure anything, anything to do with your firearm. Okay. Well, okay. This is, and I'm going to try and make a long story short here, but a friend of mine was recently traveling through New York city from a competition and at the hotel and the hotel reported him having a firearm. Long story short, the gun was confiscated because he did not have a permit to have a firearm in New York. Now, obviously, this becomes a legal battle. But does the insurance company help in these situations because he may not get his firearm back? I mean, I don't know. But, you know, I've seen where, you know, again, I I result back to auto insurance because it's a nightmare. Um, But, like, if somebody's injured in an accident... You know, the insurance company helps pay for medical bills and all that kind of thing. So is this something that you guys would help him with or is this no strictly legal battle? Our hands are tied. Well, we refer to this policy as an all risk policy. There are some exclusions that we would not cover. And one of the one of those would be confiscation by a governmental entity. And that would be probably the situation that would be the outcome of this claim. Would would be considered a confiscation by uh, a government. Okay, and that that is a common exclusion in all gun insurance policies. Okay, gotcha. All right, so now you guys are correct me if I'm wrong here. You are the preferred insurance vendor for the NSCA and the NSSA, correct? We we absolutely are. They have endorsed our policy since 1991. And we also are endorsed by the Amateur Trap Shooting Association as well. We offer the same the same level of coverage to the ATA members that we do to the NSSA and NSCA members. Gotcha. So if someone's new to the sport, they're considering getting insurance through you guys, because obviously I think your rates are very competitive because I did shop around a little bit through independent uh, agents and your prices were way more reasonable than than uh, what I was finding locally. So what kind of things do you see most shooters not thinking about or not considering when they're shopping around or buying gun insurance? Well, I, I, I think one thing that most people look at is they think that, Oh, it's all about the premium. And right. And- yeah. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get phone calls and uh, they'll ask that very same question that you just asked you know, what is it about your policy that's better than and, and, you know, fill in the blanks of whoever they call they want a comparison. And so sometimes the premiums can be less than what we offer. But um, what I notice is that when I look at how the coverages, um, you know, are laid out, 
one of the reasons why you could find a policy that maybe is much less than ours relates to how the claims are settled. Um, there's two types of claim uh, settlement processes. One is called actual cash value, and the other one is called replacement value. Ours is replacement value, so if you've insured the firearm properly, you'll have enough money to replace that firearm, like we were just talking about with the MSRP pricing. But with actual cash value policies, they're cheaper because it allows the insurance company to devalue your firearm by a depreciated amount of their choice, you know, allowing for the age and the wear and tear. Um, so you can have a very high end, uh, you know, K80, for example, and um, maybe worth fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Um, but you've had it for maybe 15 years or so. And so through actual cash value, they can depreciate the value of that gun by its wear and tear and its age, then apply their deductible, and you'll have far less money sent to you for the settlement than you would need in order to replace that item. So you'll come up short. You'll be paying quite a bit out of, out of pocket. So sometimes um, potential customers are looking at the premium only when they really should be looking at the policy and how that claim is going to be settled. Uh, that's when typically for most people who, who purchase policies, that's when they find out what their coverage is really all about when the claim process is now in play. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of a little bit like that fair market value thing I was talking about, right? Yeah, that probably is interchangeable with um, actual cash value. I, I, yeah, as it, yeah, you could interchange those two terms that way from meaning the same thing. Okay, gotcha. Um, what kind of advice would you offer to anyone who is shopping for gun insurance other than making sure the replacement policy? Is there anything else that they need to be aware of looking out for? I would say, yeah. <laughs> not to be cheesy here, but I would say one thing about our agency is this is what we deal in. We deal strictly in the gun-related, sporting-related field. We insure guns. We insure gun clubs. We insure instructors. We insure hunters. We insure, um, you know, we insure trophies. So th this is what we do. We're, it's very focused. We And we know what we're doing, and we offer excellent customer service. So I, besides looking at the policy and the coverages, because, you know, some of these customers that have called in and said, well, I, I didn't realize this, but I have a deductible now. And I, with our policy, there is no deductible. It's primary insurance. You only have to deal with us if you have a claim. You don't have to, you know, this isn't like excess over another policy that you might have. So. Right. Now there, you know, there's also the way that the claim process flows um, for example, uh, some uh, policies you can become involved with, the claim process is usually handled by people who know nothing about firearms and um, make decisions based on you know, information that could be faulty or just simply because they don't know what they're dealing with. Our agency is a bit different in that our underwriter um, relies on us for you know, information, for input. Um, and we are very much part of that claim process in an intimate way instead of just a generic number you're going to call and give information and then cross your fingers after that. Right. I, I think for the gun insurance, most of the most of the phone calls that I take are I thought I had coverage when I was with such and such company. But when I had a claim, I you know, the gun was not 
uh, I didn't get enough money to, to buy a new firearm or, or I had to pay a deductible. I mean, that's usually the, the scenarios that we get. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's not real complex. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, they didn't cover my claim. And then, you know, you name the excuse that an insurance company might come up with to say that that's not a covered claim. It's kind of along that same theme. So, so on the opposite end of the spectrum, let's talk about good things that have happened to people, especially obviously with what you guys have done and insured. I mean, any one or two just quick, you know, people that have called you, thanked you because it, everything worked out in the end. They were probably dealing with a major, you know, catastrophe in their mind and you guys made it right. Well, I think I think probably percent of our customers contact us and thank us for our customer service. For number one, I mean, we get compliments on a daily basis because that's our focus: is that we just happen to sell insurance, but we're taking care of our customers. Um, we've had situations where claims uh, have come across my desk that weren't really a legitimate covered claim where we've been able to assist our insured with replacing the item mm-hmm. or get the firearm repaired um, and, and taking care of them outside of the normal claim process. Let's just put it that way. So we've been in the industry for so long and we know the major, major manufacturers and we know a lot of gunsmiths. So when something does come across our desk, that's not a covered claim. We do our best to still assist our customer to get some resolution. And, you know, we also do things such as, um, you know, we, you know, for example, something as simple as uh, having to replace a stock sample, but the forend is not uh, damaged. Well, we know that you want matched wood. So we'll go ahead and replace that forend as well as the stock. Um, I don't know that other uh, uh, gun insurance companies would consider doing that, but um, uh, we do that as well. Gotcha. Well, that's good news. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, all right. So let's let's circle back here. So again, you're the preferred insurance agency for the NSSA, NSCA, and, um, ATA. and the ATA. So where do people go to find out more about you, or how do they get in touch with you so they can start talking about getting their guns insured? Well, first off, phone call. That I would like chatting with people. Um, but we do have sites where um, they can obtain information. And I know on the ATA, the NSSA, and the information can be found about us. Um, I, and of course, we have various publications as well. you have anything to add to that, Leslie? If you were a, a firearm owner and you wanted to insure your firearm and you just wanted to go through our website, you would you can apply online through our website for coverage. Okay. In fact, you are a current customer and you have a change in your policy, uh, sell a gun or buy a new gun, or you want to add those uh, pistols that you have in your in your home, you are more than welcome to just send an email to Karen and let her know what items you want to add or delete. And she can endorse your certificate. And at any time during the year, if we're taking off an item and we owe you money, we'll send you a check. And if we're adding an item and you owe us money, then you'll get an invoice and we'll prorate the premium until the end of the term of the policy. If you are a current customer and you wanted to renew your coverage without any changes, all you would need to do is go to our website and you can do that directly on our website or just call us with your credit card and we'll 
we'll renew your coverage because we'll send you a renewal letter every year with your updated values. So, And sometimes customers uh, don't exactly know how much to value what they have. And uh, we're more than happy to help them out using our resources for determining values. So, okay. Well, don't hang up here when we're done because I have things I have to add to mine. <laughs> we'll we'll make sure and put the link to your website along with a phone number in the show description. So anybody looking for that information, get a hold of you guys for sure. Yeah, and I'll definitely um, probably be reaching out to you guys. I do have a rider policy on my home insurance policy for my guns, but I would like to. I'd be interested in being able to give you guys have you guys give us a quote because I just kind of like to see what kind of cost and benefits. Sounds like the benefits on your end are way higher, and maybe I should have looked into this a little bit further. But uh, I'll definitely well, be getting in touch with you guys. You know, we just had Ricky Marshall Jr. on the podcast, and he told us off the air he has got a massive policy with you guys. I mean, like everything he owns you know, firearm related is insured to you guys. And he's like, I I just can't touch that policy through anybody else for the premium price. It, it's yeah. it's a phenomenal insurance. And I said, you know, I've, I've been happy. Of course. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, you know, hopefully I don't ever have to call you guys with any kind of a claim. Um, <laughs> but, but we've talked to other people that had, that have had a claim through SIAI and they've been very happy with it. So, um, okay. Thank you all very much for spending some time with us. Uh, if you guys ever have anything you want to talk about or announce or anything like that, feel free to give us a call. Um, we'll definitely get you on the air again. We do. Uh, Karen and I go out to the ATA Grand American every year and spend, you know, the whole time during the Grand and the, and the uh, and then we always go out to San Antonio and we actually spend the entire month of October out there usually. Because we go for the world, uh, mini world in the world, and then we come, we stay out there, and then we attend nationals. Gotcha. So, come see us. We're, we're at the clubhouse, up at the clubhouse at NSC. We, so, we, we will definitely do that. We'll definitely come see you for sure. Good. Well, thank you, you all very much. Uh, any closing thoughts? If you if you decide to buy a gun while you're out of San Antonio, come see us for sure, and we'll add it to your policy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you Thanks. all very much. You guys have a good evening. Okay. Right. Right. Appreciate it. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Well, that was a lot of info. Uh, but, yeah. But we've got another little bit of info coming out because we've got a questions for the coaches. We have a questions for the coaches. Who might it be? The Dead Pair. All right. From the man down in uh, anti-Yankee land, down there in Texas, Corey Cruz. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I wouldn't say anti. It seems like Texas is just welcoming everybody nowadays. (laughs) Listen, I lived in Texas for five years, and I'm from Ohio, so I'm used to be calling uh, being called a Yankee. And so, for you calling me Yankee, I'm just used to it. So that's good. You in a day of uh, in an age of the offended, you know, that's good to not be so so sensitive. Yeah, you got to watch what you say about anybody or anything anymore, right? (laughs) So, um, we got some cool questions for you, Corey. Sean, you want to read the first one to him? Yeah, I don't know if I should give him the, the normal question or if I should give him this this out of the hat. No, I'll, I'll read that bottom one because I, I, I think I know where this guy's coming from. Oh, okay. From, so. All right. Well, I'll leave that one to you then. All right. So this one's more of the straight line question. Terry R. writes in, fast quartering away bird, chest high, 20 degree angle. What is the best method of lead for this target? Sustain, pull away, or swing through? Well, it just depends you know, there's, again, not a one-size-fits-all. It depends on what works best for you. I know that same shot, 
I'm 50, 50 on how I'm going to shoot it, depending on how I'm feeling that day. If I'm really matching the speed of the birds easily that day, if I'm not having to really fight it, uh, I'll probably just sustain it. If, uh, if, if something's a little bit off and I wanted to spend a little bit more time with the bird, uh, if I'm visually not connecting to the bird, I might start just on the back edge and come through it. So I can't necessarily tell you that this is the best way because swing through is one world championships and so is sustained. So you can pick what works best for you, but I think it, it would be smarter for you to master both, both ways to do it. And with attention to gun speed and uh, attention to visual acuity, knowing at that moment or which moment you actually see something specific on the clay at that point is when you need to be firing the gun. However you get there, whether it's coming from behind it or being there from the point of connection, that's up to you. But which, which method allows you to see the bird clear and which method feels easier to you? That's your choice. Gotcha. Now, Corey, do you ever like spot? They're both good picks. Do you ever like spot shoot one of those outgoing quartering traps or uh, quartering targets like that? I mean, if you just pull your gun, let let the bird come to it and pull the trigger, or is that as as needed? It's uh, it's not as high percentage as something that you can actually have a moment with, but it's a good tool to have in your bag, especially if you're trying to buy time for your second shot. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't remember what shoot that was, Corey. Uh, just real quick, off subject. Um, it was last year you sent me a video of you shooting a target and dude, it was a, it was a mean quartering that, I mean, I think the thrower is like 40 yards in front of you and you were like, pull bang. I mean, it was like, holy cow. I mean, you were like super quick on that target. I think it was the Southeast regional last year. I can't remember. You sent me the video of it and I was blown away. Maybe like, so, but that seemed I never, like a spot shot to me. Well, that's, you know, to, to someone standing back there, it might appear as that, but if you're standing over my shoulder, I'm actually having a, a moment with that bird. I've got my eyes back to the machine. I've got a pre-programmed set of like what the gun speed's going to be like in correlation to the bird. And it's going to be roughly, you know, a point or half of the speed of the clay, depending on how aggressive I'm going to shoot it. And all I'm really doing is just letting my eyes buff it to the bird to I'll make a decision whether I'm going to shoot the flash, whether I'm going to shoot an orange blur, if I'm going to shoot a round orange clay, or if I'm going to shoot something specific. Now, those are all just different visual cues of timing of when I'm going to pull the trigger. I've already made that, that decision in my mind before I'm calling pull. Am I going to shoot the flash or whatnot? And if I'm shooting it that fast, it's usually because it's getting nastier by the millisecond, and so I want to be aggressive. Or I need to buy time on a nasty true pair and, you know, at that point as well, like we had talked about before with the porting, that's going to help me actually recover after that fast first shot so I can get to that second bird. I know that's a little off topic, but uh, it's a good time to kind of mention that. So I won't, even though it looks like a spot shot, I've always got some sort of connection with the bird, even if it's just for a split second. If you were to slow-mo film it over my shoulder, there is some movement with the bird. I'm never just holding the gun still and shooting it completely uh, with no gun movement. I'm going to, I might be moving. I think here's a way to explain it. Bill McGuire says this, probably one of the easiest deliveries. A high house skeet target from post four on a skeet field travels at a, at a five speed on a scale of one to 10. So there's your baseline. 
and that's lateral speed. That's not miles per hour or anything. Right. Now, on that quartering bird, even though he's doing 100 miles an hour, lateral speed, he might only be doing a two or a three. Let's call it that. Well, if that target speed is a two or a three, my gun barrel is probably going to be doing a 1.5 or something if you really want to get specific. And if you you could catch that through slow-mo video. And so basically I've cut the lateral speed in half so my eyes can actually lock down on the bird and I can see that stuff in the moment of the shot where someone's standing back watching it doesn't look like the gun barrel's moving. Well, it's actually moving about, you know, an inch and a half, two inches. And that's actually a lot of movement out there at 40 yards on a quartering bird. Right. It could be 20 yards of that target's flight that I'm actually connected with it. And that's why I can see it, see the bird anyway. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That's awesome. All right, Jason. Good luck on this next one. Well, okay. First of all, I think somebody's playing with me here. This wingnut says his name is Frank the Tank. Uh, but this is, this is hilarious because this is the second question that's been, we did one with Kevin DeMichael where somebody had watched him at nationals. Well, apparently this guy saw you at the U S open. Um, he says here, saw you at U S open. You are from the Carlisle camp. And I noticed that you start out in front and stayed in front. You have mentioned that you don't come from behind anymore. Did this have something to do with your scores? Because, and, you know, the guy went in more detail here in his question. It was a lengthy email. Um, but he he kind of collaborated that the guys in the top five all seem to do the same method. And then he was talking about, like, Arizona. It's in the sky. They're all black targets. So do you think there's some correlation there, Corey? Yeah, I mean, uh, but I think he's looking at it through the, the wrong lens. If you're too hung up on technique, well, we all got a leg up on you. All right. <laughs> you know, so Wendell and Derek, completely different styles, but they have a base model. To say that Wendell can't start from behind one, can't sustain one, can't move, mount, shoot, can't, you know, can't master them all would be a lie. You know, he chooses to shoot the way he shoots because he's good at it and it's what fits him well. Right. And the same thing with Derek. And that's, you know. Derek's style is very universal, you know, going for aggressive bunker shooting, feet test, sporting. It, 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 it's all, it all works well for the person that's using it. All right. So if you look at it, like we've all got our, our golf bag and we've got a lot of different clubs in there, but we all have our go-to club. So that's really the, the best lens to look at it. We have a base model, but if I need to come from behind one, swing through one, just mountain fire at one, you know, I've got confidence in doing that. And if I don't, that's what I'm going to be practicing because whether I'm in Arizona, whether I'm up in the mountains, whether I'm any background, I still have to have that, that tool chest that I can pull out and get the shot killed confidently and move on to the next presentation. Now, yes, there are different presentations that different styles, methods, and techniques, you know, favor. But every now and then you've got a, a deep quarter in bird that uh, Wendell and Gavin and David and Tom C, you know, those guys kind of own that shot. So I'm not going to get beat doing what I do normally because it doesn't work as well as what they do. I'm just going to do what they do because they make that shot look easy. So whenever I see that particular shot, I'll shoot it like they do because I feel like that's probably the best way to do that. Right. So if you're married to a style, uh, and you're shooting a, a shot just because, you know, a book says that's the way you have to shoot it. You're wrong. You need to 
learn all of them and know what works best for you and what you have the most confidence in. Now, there is logic applied to shots that uh, are techniques that are good across the board, probably the best across the board. And I think it's kind of a hybrid. So I don't necessarily shoot, and Anthony doesn't necessarily shoot the exact same way Dan taught us 30 years ago. However, we still have that baseline and we've kind of got some little hybrid things that we've worked on between then and now and the game's evolved and you just have to know what works and, and do it you've and then kinda, know how to teach it to somebody. You've kind of put your own flair on it, if you will. Well, you can call it your own flair or just kind of, you know, put some more logic into it. I mean, I'm not trying to own any certain technique or method, but it all still derives from, yes, what he was talking about. It does come from the Dan Carlisle method. And I think uh, Dan's going to, done a great job at elaborating and growing with you know he's not teaching the same thing that he taught a long time ago we, we all constantly learn and we've learned from difficult more difficult targets and we've learned what works and i mean you know you didn't have raboos 10 years ago either right we're figuring out how to hit those shots too right so i think uh to his question yeah he's right you know, I, I do have a baseline model of of, of dan carlisle but because the top five guys are, you know, staying in front of the bird. Well, he probably didn't see me shoot one of those, uh, one of those deep quartering birds. Cause I actually came from behind or one of them that I didn't have the right visual pickup and it, it got past my barrel and I had to come through it. So, I mean, even though it was an accident, it still worked. Yeah. And you know, Corey, that's, I mean, like Sean and I've had a lot of discussions. I mean, look, we, both of us put together, don't even have a quarter of your experience, but there's just times when you get beat, right? I mean, you. so yeah. when, when you get beat, you're going to have to use a method that you didn't plan on for that shot, right? I mean... Yeah, I, just because you got beat doesn't mean you have to still miss. You can still deal with what you got. Exactly. And sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't feel that bad for the the target to get, a, to get ahead of your barrel. I mean, sometimes in a lesson, uh, it'll be more or less like a trick question. I'll say, okay, there's all these different techniques. There's swing through, pull away, move mount, shoot, collapsing lead, and uh, I don't know. There's something else. I was like, which one's the best? And they're like thinking it's a loaded question. Well, you're a pull away shooter. I'm actually, you know, more of a sustain, you know, with a finish. Is that? But there, you could have picked any and been right. There's world championship titles tied to every different technique. So. There yeah. you go. They're all the best. So you need to find a baseline. I'll tell you what works best logically for 90% of the targets. But how about while we're there, let's just learn to do them all and uh, make sense of it to where you can hit the shot consistently. That's the yeah. key thing is it's not just hitting once. It's hitting it five times in a row and then having the confidence that you could hit it 25 times in a row. Right. No, that makes perfect Learning sense. To actually score. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. Well, Corey, man, I tell you what, it is always an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. We really appreciate your insight and your wisdom for uh, for our listeners and answering their questions. So uh, we we look forward to seeing you again sometime soon and wish nothing but the best for you for the rest of the year. Well, man, likewise, guys. Appreciate what y'all are doing and uh, hope we keep your listeners happy. Oh, always, Corey. Every time you're on, we get a big response. So we know everybody loves you. Uh, if I could just, you know, earn, earn something other than the Yankee status, I'd be good to go. <laughs> I just like hearing how goofy I sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Corey. We yeah, appreciate, appreciate it, brother. you guys. Y'all have a good evening. All right. See you, Corey. Thank you.
You know, Sean, the questions keep coming in, and then they kind of pause for a minute on these questions for the coaches. So this is a reminder, okay? You just heard from the man himself spitting knowledge. He's answering your questions. If you guys have questions for these coaches, please send them in. I mean, look, it's not only the coaches. I mean, you got Don Grant, Tracy Wright, Chad Roberts, John Woolley, Kevin DeMichael, Corey Cruz, Brad Kidd. All these coaches have extended an invitation to answer your questions right here on the air. Um, you can send them anonymous. You know, you you hear we've got some anonymous people that send, and we don't ever say your last name anyway. No. So uh, whether you care or not, it's just a respect thing for Sean and I. But yeah, and it doesn't really matter the subject matter as long as it's shooting related. I mean, you could think it's a dumb question. That's fine. I mean, because there are things out there that maybe you can't find an answer to on the web. I mean, I'm sure that everybody's got an opinion on it, but. It's always nice to hear from somebody that really knows what Hey, look, my about. teacher in school told me the only dumb question is the one that isn't asked. And then I went home and asked my dad a dumb question. And I got a whack upside the head. And he's like, what the hell are you thinking, boy? Funny how that works. Yeah, huh? it just didn't work out the same. But <laughs> No, nah, seriously, though, just don't hesitate. Send those questions in to us. We'll get them answered. Um, love right. doing it. And love helping people. Yeah, so. we're here to help. All right, Sean. So we've covered gun insurance. We had a good questions for the coaches on this episode. What am I missing, brother? What well, we, oh, wait, I know. What do we tell everybody every week? Come on, man. You got to get everybody know, out there. Right? Let's get them out there shooting. If they haven't been clay shooting, why haven't they been? Why haven't you extended the invitation? Right. Bring them out to the range. Take them to your local club. Go to a charity shoot. Put a gun in their hand. Just let them shoot at some targets. It sells itself. We say it every week. And when they're ready for their first firearm purchase, take them to Elite Shotguns. That's right. The guys are going to help them out. Look, they got locations all over the United States. More than happy to help. Whatever the budget is, they've got a firearm for you. Uh, feed that gun with some good Fiyoki target-crushing ammo. Of course, let's see them in a the bear pulp vest. They can customize their very own vest. And it, look, I think Chad Roberts and David Radulovich are prime examples. It doesn't matter what you put on the vest. You can look like a lollipop or, a, I don't, flower child. I don't. Yeah, even, everybody's got their yeah. own, own taste and opinions. Right? So, uh, if you got a little bit of land, give me a call. We'll get an Atlas trap for them and... Hey, there you go. Do like Sean Alley does. Have all your buddies buy all the cool stuff, and then you just go to their house and shoot. Hey, hey, stuff. hey, don't don't wreck my, my mojo here. <laughs> and while you're shooting, you got to make sure that your <coughs> eyes are protected with RE Ranger and also that your ears are protected with Odo Pro. That's right. And don't forget about that gun. You need to be able to control those patterns with rhino chokes and rhino porting. Yes, absolutely. Get your head right with some Don Grant. We love us some Don Grant. No, we need good, that. We got some good stuff coming up with her here shortly. Uh, Vero Beach Clay Shooting, home of the Caribbean Cup, home of the Dead Pair Blast. Why not come down in the miserable cold months of December and February and come down to the palm trees in the sand and shoot at Vero Beach? Sell it, Jason. Just sell it. I do. <laughs> Dude, that's, hey, listen, that's how my brain thinks. When I think of Vero Beach, I think of sand, and palm, palm trees, trees, warm weather, and Sean Alley back home scraping the ice off his windshield. <laughs> and while we're down there, we're going to bust us some white flyer targets. Right. And if you want to sign up for a tournament, where do you go? Score Chaser. Right the on. and only Casey Chase. Right on. Love us some Casey Chase. She's a good girl. Well, hey, listen, everyone. We appreciate it. That's enough of our rambling for one night. Um, Sean Alley, until next week, my friend. We will see you back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. 
Special thanks to the following sponsors. Bear Pelt, Rhino, Odo Pro, Dawn Grant, Atlas Trap Company, RE Ranger, and White Flyer Targets.